you're listening to the Queen of Calm podcast, the podcast for calm girls by a calm girl. Hey, calm girls, welcome back to the Queen of Calm podcast. I'm your host, Paisley Haddad. So to start today's episode, I just wanted to say thank you so much to everyone who has listened to episode one so far. Um, I'm so excited that it's finally out there and available to listen. And uh, we've been getting great feedback online from listeners. And so just thank you so much for that. Um, Also, we're available on a number of new podcast platforms. So the Queen of Calm podcast is now available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Radio Public, and Pocket Casts. So whichever is your preference, download the app and add Queen of Calm podcast to your lineup and start listening. So something new that I wanted to add to the podcast weekly is a calm one of the week. And this is something that is in the news or, you know, something that happened behind the scenes that a lot of people don't know about in the calm world. And it could be from, you know, any uh, genre or whether it's PR, advertising, journalism, digital media, any of that. And so for this week's calm win of the week, um, I think we should talk about the Olivia Rodrigo and Joshua Bassett song release, which has been taking the internet by storm. So if you have no idea what I'm talking about, Olivia Rodrigo and Joshua Bassett are two actors on the Disney Plus show, High School Musical, the musical, the series. And they've had some uh, rumors going around that they were dating and they've kind of capitalized on this with their new two new song releases. So Olivia Rodrigo released her song Driver's License this past week. And after looking at the lyrics and her different social media posts and interviews, a lot of people are speculating that the song could be about Joshua. So that has sent the internet ablaze. People are using it on TikTok. It's now the number one worldwide song on Spotify and iTunes. And it's also sparked a lot of fan art and different things like that and a lot of media attention. Um, And on the same note, Joshua Bassett released his song, Lie, 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 the week after. So that has caused a lot of people to think that his song is about Olivia and her song is about him. So it has just caused a big media firestorm and as well as a social media firestorm. And everyone seems to be talking about the two songs. So I want to give a hats off to their publicists for really, you know, breaking out their debut singles and getting that media coverage as well as earned media. Um, and, and, and shared media, a peso model shout out. Um, so yeah, so congrats to them. And that's my calm win of the week. Um, so in terms of this week's interview, I have a really great guest lined up. Um, she's been a real mentor to me throughout my college years. Um, we met when I was a freshman and I think she was a junior then. And she's really taken me under her wing and really showed me, you know, you know, how to make it in the PR world so far. And she's a young professional herself right now. So it's really great to get that perspective before I enter the industry and other uh, calm girls enter the industry. And so for the interview, we're going to talk about how she's juggling getting her master's in IMC, as well as, you know, her first job out of college. Um, she currently works at Golan NYC, which is a PR firm that handles a variety of consumer product and large corporation as their clients. Um, she's also going to talk about her graduate internship, which she held right after graduation as she was, um, you know, getting that experience and trying to put her degree to use. And she's also going to give her tips and tricks about how to handle agency life, what it's like, what her first day was like, and everything to do with that. Um, and also, we answered your viewer questions that were sent in, so be sure to tune in for those. 
And I think it's just going to be a really great interview, and I think a lot of people are going to enjoy it. So be sure to stay tuned for the interview, which is coming up next. Hey guys, I'm joined by my next guest. She is a 2019 Marist College grad who was able to score a number of internships and leadership positions during her time on campus. After graduation, she was able to get a graduate internship at Highwire PR, graduate with her master's in IMC in 2020, and secure a role at Golan in New York City. She has been a mentor to me throughout my college years, and she is here today to share her tips with everyone. Welcome Jackie Gruber to the podcast. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Oh my God, that, you're so sweet. Um, I'm so, so, so proud of you for everything. I'm so happy to be here and hopefully share some knowledge and some of my tips of you know, what I've learned throughout my past few years of both internships and working full time. I'm just excited to pass that knowledge down to you guys. Awesome, and I'm so glad to have you here. Um, so why don't we start with, um, how did you get interested in PR and how did it become your profession? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so I think growing up, my mom actually um, worked in PR for the fashion industry. Um, the industry has revolved so much from when my mom originally worked in the industry before she had me and my sister to you know what I'm currently doing in PR. But I think from a young age, you know, growing up with social media and growing up with, you know, you know, watching the news and paying attention to pop culture, I always had this really big fascination with how the media and how storylines kind of just gauge this bigger conversation. So I think that kind of took a big part in, you know, me choosing that, okay, I think PR is really the thing that I want to go into. You know, I love the credibility aspect of being able to represent a brand and being transparent, also coming up with a story and kind of telling that bigger picture um, was something that, you know, I really just fell in love with throughout my studies and just, you know, became truly passionate with the industry. That's so cool that your mom was in PR, two generations. Yeah, it's funny. Not a lot of people even know that, um, but she, it was back then it was a lot of like print PR. So she did like a lot of trade shows, a lot of like working with magazines and newspapers. So it's crazy because when you look at the industry and how integrated it's becoming, you know, what used to be, you know, print, you know, trade shows and, you know, so much direct contact is, or, you know, content is all switching over to all digital base. So everything with like social, you know, email marketing, um, still doing now, especially with COVID, a lot of events are going virtual. So it's really interesting how like you see that whole shift. Yeah. So my next question is, so let's talk about college a little bit. So yeah. what do you think were some of the things that set you apart from other applicants who applied to Golan and for the graduate internship at Highwire? That's a great question. And one thing I think throughout my college years that I really pushed myself to do was to get involved and to learn as much as possible. Um, I always strive to take every single opportunity that was presented to me whether that be, you know, go to a career fair. And even if there wasn't a lot of PR folks there, you know, you never know who you're going to talk to, um, whether it's, you know, taking a class that I wasn't that interested in, you know, putting my all into it and really learning because I always just push myself to do that. I think, you know, you make so many connections and you network. I think getting close to your professors and going that extra mile, let's say, okay, you think you have a great campaign that you're working on. I think it's even better to you know, go to that professor and how could we make a good campaign great? How could we make an amazing campaign excellent? So I think always pushing yourself to be one step higher was something that I really challenged myself to do. 
And then additionally, I think I really challenged myself to, you know, participate in a lot of clubs and organizations. Um, at Maris, I think we're really blessed with a lot of good um, communication opportunities. For instance, we did a lot of agency tours. I was very heavily involved with PRSSA. I helped lead North Road. So all those opportunities and really getting that hands-on experience to work with clients, to, you know, see things from the ground up, to help develop things, um, to help lead, get, gain new leadership skills, um, I think really pushed me and really made my applications stand out um, compared to other applicants. I'm so glad that you mentioned agency tours because I remember that you were always the one to be networking with whoever we're visiting with. So do you have any tips for college students who are very timid, you know, and are trying to, you know, network with these people that they look up to in the business? Yeah, um, I always like to think networking is like relationship. It's, it's a two-way street. Um, with that being said, I, I think, you know, being in PR and being in the industry, it's something that's crucial, um, is really just to network. And one thing that I like to do, and I always tell undergrads this, is um, go out of your way, you know, meet someone new. You know, I feel like you see these people on pen and paper and they're great, uh, but also don't be afraid to talk to people that are a bit lower. Like, don't be afraid to talk to entry-level, you know, positions. I think often people see like, CEOs and VPs and they're great and I look up to them and they're amazing but don't be afraid to sometimes take it a step lower and you know network your way you know talk to someone that just graduated talk to someone that's been in the industry for a few years talk to someone that's helped leading or driving the industry um, but I think you know you're still gaining so much knowledge and I think it's so 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 important um, everyone loves to talk about themselves and I think you know networking is really important, especially you want to show that you did your research. Um, there's nothing that I love more when someone comes to me and did their research on GoLin and say, hey, you know, I saw GoLin did the Crayola Crayons of the World campaign. Or, you know, I saw that GoLin just launched this awesome thing for Verizon. Like it goes such a long way. And those conversations make a difference. Um, even me today, I'm reading up on publications like PR Week, Ad Week, and, you know, I'm seeing, okay, this agency won this award or this campaign, you know, spiked a controversial conversation. And, you know, talking to industry leaders about not only, you know, what you want to do or what you aspire to be, but about what's going on in the industry will get you such a long way. Because it shows that, you know, you're paying attention to what's going on, that, you know, you have thoughts, you're forming critical opinions. And I think that will make you stand out a lot. Yes, and that research component of knowing, you know, what company you're applying for is so important. Um, did you think that you had a really big advantage because you got to go on an agency tour to Golan and kind of see the culture of the office before you applied there and sort of see, you know, how they run things? Or do you think that it was different because it was later down the road in your college career? I, I mean, yeah, so I, had, I had an interesting experience with Golan because I actually, little backstory here, is I actually found out about Golan. I never knew who the agency even was or what they did. Um, I was traveling alone in Bruges, Belgium, and I met someone in London who worked, or I met someone in Bruges from London that worked for Golan. And never heard of it, was telling me all these great things. They're a huge global agency. Um, fell in love with everything she was talking about, knew it was definitely a place that I wanted to learn more about. 
So when I got back to New York, my junior year, when I was planning agency tours, I actually took the whole New York, um, you know, PRSSA chapter to go in New York. And through my connection there, that's how I found out about the agency. Loved it. Applied to their internship. Actually didn't even get in. Oh, wow. Um, made it to like the final round. But ultimately, you know, everything happens for a reason. Um, you know, the New York City internship market is extremely competitive. But they ended up, after my time at Highwire, reaching back out to me regarding the Verizon position, having experience in tech. So it kind of came full circle. But to answer your question as if I think I had an advantage um, touring Golin, I think it's mixed. I think the reason why I'm saying that is that I think it's a two-way street. I don't, it's not the opportunities that you take. It's what you do with the opportunities that you're given. So for instance, there's some people that could just want an agency tour. You find out it's not for you, great, okay. You find out it's something that you wanna do. What are you gonna do with that opportunity to make it last? How are you gonna continue that relationship? And what are you planning to do in the future? Like for instance, I actually, um, one of my good contacts, Peter, that works in Golin, became a mentor to me after that agency tour. And I went to the city, I would say about once every six months and, you know, had a coffee with him and not even talk about, you know, me getting a job at Golan, but just to hear what he was up to, talk about the industry, um, see what Golan is doing, things like that. And that ended up, you know, resulting in me getting like a dream job. <laughs> it's awesome. But I think it's what you do with the opportunity. So yeah, going off of that, that's so cool that you got to, you know, get a mentor out of that experience. So um, what would you say, how would you go about, you know, approaching someone who you want to be your mentor that are at these companies that you admire so much? Like if you're nervous, what do you think is the best way to approach them? Is it LinkedIn or email or what do you think? Yeah, I think LinkedIn is great. I think the easiest way that I would say is especially thought leaders or, you know, girl bosses that I really admire on LinkedIn is I think LinkedIn hashtags are great. I think one way to really separate yourself in the industry is, you know, post industry articles, share your thoughts, um, challenge people to get involved in the conversation. And I think by interacting with others is a great, easy first step to network. You know, you say, oh, you know, they just, you know, let's say Sophie, for instance, making up a name who I really look up to, let's say it's at like, um, she's like the president of Golin, or let's say she's at another PR agency. Well, she just posts this great, you know, article on maybe social media engagement. Let me write to her and share my opinions on, you know, how I agree with her thoughts, how, you know, I just saw XYZ campaign and thought it was really cool. That's a great entryway. And I think that's a great way of establishing yourself. I think it could be a little intimidating um, coming from someone that just graduated college to get involved in those kind of conversations. But I would challenge people to not be scared and, you know, take the leap and, you know, it will go a long way. Yeah, I think LinkedIn is such a great way to get to know people, you know, beyond their titles. You know, a lot of people have these great positions on their LinkedIn, like, you know, VP of this, VP of that. But when you see them post, you know, oh, I found this funny or I found this heartfelt. I think that's a really great way to make a connection as well. Yeah, and, and you know, it, it puts the, you're humanizing the connection. You know, I think it's so easy sitting behind a computer screen to keep things professional all the time. And of course, as PR practitioners, we want to be professional. You know, we're representing our clients. 
we want to, you know, have a good reputation. But that being said, it's sometimes nice to, you know, humanize things a little bit and be a little less formal. Yeah, and you mentioned, um, you know, the competitive New York internship market. Um, so I feel like a lot of people think that, you know, once they graduate, you know, their chance for an internship is over. And if they can't find a job, you know, it's this big panic. But you were actually able to get a graduate internship. Can you talk about that process and what that experience was like? Yeah, I think my I, I actually am really happy with that decision that I had. I think, of course, like looking back and being a senior and having that panic, I was in the same position as everyone. You know, everyone's a bit nervous. You get you know, you apply for a million one jobs, you don't get one, you think your life's over. You think, you know, <laughs> this isn't what I'm supposed to do. Um, one thing that I really, really loved about doing a graduate internship, and I think one advantage that I had, at least looking back at my experience with Highwire, was I got to learn a ton. I think, you know, coming out of college, I also started like my graduate internship like a week after I graduated. But looking at PR as an industry, there's so many different verticals that you can go in. That's, you know, that's one thing that's great about PR. And I think that's one thing that's also challenging about PR. You know, it could go both ways, no matter what you look at it or how you look at it. Um, you know, you could go into technology, you could go into corporate, you could go into fashion, you could go to entertainment. Um, I know something that I always really wanted to pursue is technology, which I kind of sit on the corporate tech side now. Um, but I think working in technology is something that's a really saturated market and there's like a lot of specific language and a lot of specific like niches that you need to learn. And I think taking that six month graduate program um, was great because it was a deep dive crash course into the world of tech that I've never experienced before. Um, it was super challenging. I learned a ton and it really pushed me to kind of get this bigger understanding of what PR is. Because I think you learn a lot throughout your curriculums and your professors, and it kind of challenges you to think in a way that you never thought before. But I think shifting to an agency perspective where you're working with clients and you're implementing things is so different. <laughs> so it's something that I've learned a lot of. And I think one thing about PR, and I think one thing that my graduate internship really taught me is that you're always going to be learning. Um, I graduated with my master's in August. and you, Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, but some people don't even like have a master's degree or, you know, and they think they know it all. And then I just graduated and have my master's degree. And I just realized I, I know a ton, but there's so much that I don't know. And there's so much learning that's going to need to happen from like where I am now. To where I want to go in my career. So I think, you know, taking a step back and like after you graduated and, you know, reflecting on everything you learned and then processing it and being able to implement it goes such a long way. Yeah. And especially with this pandemic and everything going online, everything has been shifting in the whole industry. And there's so much, you know, there's so many different avenues that you have to take, you know, with North Road, you know, we've had to make everything go virtual and make video meetings work and, you know, update our website and everything. So how do you feel that you, you know, evolved from the classroom in the virtual sense in your work? Do you think that's hindered you or do you think it has made your work better? It was challenging. And um, so I started at Golin last January. So I've been with my company for about a year now. 
And when I first started with the Verizon account, um, they were just developing the team. So I was one of the first hires. So the reason why I'm saying it's challenging, um, not in much of a sense of like, you know, a pitching, understanding the media, reading the news, that sense, I think the one benefit of our job, especially with the pandemic, is that we're able to do it remote. We have that opportunity that a lot of people don't have. But the challenge is definitely, you know, working with new colleagues and not meeting them in person and like understanding simple team messages or understanding abbreviations or things like that, or learning like where to find certain documents. So starting my career remote was definitely a challenge, especially like trying to gain new media contacts. I think, you know, one of the benefits of being in New York City, the greatest city in the world, <laughs> is being able to, you know, take reporters out of coffee, get another beat, um, find who just entered the industry, you know, pitch them a story over lunch. And I think those are some of the opportunities that were, I don't want to say taken away from me, but I think it, you know, gave me a new opportunity to try to be creative and say, okay, you know, I don't have this opportunity to meet you in person. Um, what could we do, you know, instead? Is that setting up a virtual coffee? Is that, you know, really honing in on what their beat is and making the pitch even more personalized than it ever was before? Um, so trying to find those new creative outlets um, is going to lead you on the path to success. And that leads into my next question, which is something that I've always wondered, and I don't think people will be able to experience it unless you've just, you know, gone into the industry like you have. But so in your first week, do you just jump right into client work or were you kind of gradually, you know, shown the ropes or whatever, or is it more like a push right into the industry? So usually throughout most of my PR internships, through my graduate internships, and throughout Golan, um, from my onboarding experience, what has typically happened is, this is all very subjective. It depends what agency you go to, but most of the agencies that I've been with, um, we do an onboarding process. So what that means is you'll usually get like an agency pamphlet on the first day. They'll walk you through like, you know, the benefits, um, what your agency is, what they do, what the model is, um, how they go about, you know, company protocols, things like that. That's usually the first day. And then you get onboarded into like your client accounts. So you'll get like documents that basically say, for instance, I'm on Verizon Enterprise. They would say like what Verizon Enterprise specializes in, who are the key figures that you need to know of who owns your account. Um, previous examples of announcements, what's like some of their goals for the year, um, any particular messaging that they like to abide by. She'll start receiving like those kind of documents as well as like certain logins. Like you're gonna need to set up your decision accounts. You're gonna need to sign up for newsletters. You need to start, you know, knowing who's covering what or knowing, you know, what key topics are being uh, spoken about. So the, that's usually, I feel like the bulk of like the first week. And then like after that week or, you know, after a few days of having you read through topics or have you read through, you know, onboarding sheets, they'll start slowly introducing you to the clients depending what level you are. And like now I take more of like an admin role as well as, well as a PR role where, you know, I'm on the calls, I'm helping take the notes, I'm sharing the action items, I'm doing the weekly agendas. So it kind of came full circle. <laughs> well, that's cool to hear because I feel like, you know, a lot of people are so nervous, like, oh my God, my first day, like, am I going to have to, you know, get my media list out and have people ready? So that's, 
I'm glad to hear that there's like a process to it. Yeah, it's a bit slower than that from my experience. I think it also depends on how many client accounts you're on. And I think this is the interesting part, just looking at my journey, was at Highwire, I would say the typical account load is normally four to five accounts, um, depending on what agency you are, agency you work with and what their limit is, and as well as how big the accounts are. Um, because they want to, you know, try to give you a decent, you know, work-life balance. Um, but I'm currently only on Verizon's my only account, but it's a pretty big account because the way it's broken down is we have the enterprise section and then we have the business market section. So it's technically like two accounts in one, but it's two big accounts. Um, so that's kind of the way my schedule is broken down. Awesome. Well, I have some viewer questions that, well, I should say listener questions that were sent in before. So the first one is, what do you think is the best way to network with someone who's in an agency that you want to work in? Yeah. So with that, what I would do is, um, I would say Google, but I, and I do this quite frequently. Um, I think Google is your best friend to an easy email conversation. I think, especially with the big agencies, um, if you Google them and find a recent campaign, or if you Google them and find, um, you know, an award they just won, it's easy to craft an email and say, that gives you the reason to craft the email. Like, and not only introducing yourself, but like, if I need to follow up with someone from like a post interview or something that I haven't heard from in a while, instead of sending four follow-up emails saying, what's the status on this? You know, I'd love to chat. It was great meeting you, X, Y, Z. You know, I'll write something like, hey, just want to check in here. You know, just saw that diffusion or just saw that high wire, just saw that, you know, catch them, won this great award, wanted to take this time to congratulate you. You know, I'd love to connect and learn more about this campaign and kind of how it came to fruition. I think that's a great entryway. And, you know, that you're giving a call to action there. So you're saying what you liked. You're saying you're not only praising them for their work, but you know, your call to action is, let's meet and let's talk about this more. So that's a great way I think of going about it and something that I've learned in the past. Even happy holidays, that works too. <laughs> yeah, they, they, cannot say, they cannot say it back to you. <laughs> something I just did with all my friendlies and reporters, I mean, sure to let you know, send them an email <laughs> wishing them a happy holiday and a great new year. <laughs> well, that's a great tip to find the common ground and Verizon has done such great projects over this pandemic. You know, I've been following everything that you guys have been working on. And so that kind of goes into the next question, which is how do you manage multiple uh, projects that you're working on for a client at once? Yeah, I think that's definitely uh, something that you really need to learn to do when coming into the industry. And that's a very, very crucial skill to do. We're in a very fast paced industry and things change very, very quickly. Um, one thing that I really encourage people to do and something that I kind of do with my manager is be as communicative as possible. So what I mean by that is like one of your priorities that's on the top of your list today might be on the bottom of your list tomorrow. So I think I always try to make a to-do list for myself and I always like to follow up with my manager, um, especially in a large agency setting where a lot of things happen at once is saying like, you know, the assignment that I originally had to get done by tomorrow is still on my plate for this week or is still on my plate for Friday because it's, I'm just not getting to it because other things take precedence. So I would say just getting in that pattern, you know, no one's ever going to yell at you 
um, for double checking your work or triple checking your work and making sure things are in, um, done on time. But people are going to get upset, you know, when they have a deliverable five minutes, you know, to the client and they didn't receive it. So I always like, you know, cover my basis and just be over communicative there just to make sure all my priorities are in order. Everyone knows what I'm doing and everything's done. Yeah, that's a great. Everyone helps everyone. <laughs> well, that that's that's another question I had. Do you feel like it's a real like community environment, or do you feel like you work more independently? Um, I think it depends on the agency and it depends on the account. Um, I think there's some admin tasks that I work independently on, but then there's major projects that are more ongoing, such as like executive visibility projects that I'm working on. Or like I develop trackers and I help create storylines, like that's more collaborative. So I think it depends on the deliverable and it depends on the account that you're working on. Well, Golan seems like such a great working environment. And I can see when you talk about it, how your face lights up and how you love your job. So this question might be kind of half and half for you to answer, yeah. but what is your favorite part about working at Golan? And what is sort of the part that's been the hardest part for you? I think my favorite part about working at Golan is it's, it's a really unique place. You know, it's it's such a large agency. And I, I never really knew how that was going to work for me. Um, I'm in love with it. I love, you know, getting to know someone new every day. I love being on meetings every day and hearing about a million projects that are going on. And I love how collaborative and how we really challenge ourselves to go all in. If no one knows the goal, <laughs> no one knows the goal in mindset, it's a go all in. That's what we are founded on. Um, so I really just love what we stand for and the work we do. Um, I love our senior leadership. That's probably one of my favorite parts. Um, our president at New York, Dawn, love, um, Dawn is great. Um, she really pushes everyone to not only challenge themselves, but making sure we're getting the proper development, career development that we need and making sure, you know, all of her employees are being taken care of. So our CEO is also cool. He like sits in our New York office and it's pretty <laughs> awesome. So that, that's like my favorite part about Golan is I feel like there's no hierarchy. Like in a sense, like you push yourself and they want to promote you and you want to get the next level but I feel like everyone comes together. Like, it doesn't matter if you're a director, it doesn't matter if you're a manager, like you're not looked upon, you know, higher or lower, you know, everyone works together and it's like an equal playing field. So that's one thing I love about the environment. Um, in terms of what, this is gonna be, I'm gonna kind of flip this. So it's not <laughs> what I hate about Golan. It's something I guess that I hate about the industry because I think it's very hard to pick something I hate about Golan. But what I hate about the industry, and it wouldn't much be hate, but you're gonna have to put the long hours in. I think that's a con. If you read like any Glassdoor application or any Glassdoor, um, what's it called, line item, um, like cons for any job in PR or advertising or marketing, it's gonna be the long hours. Um, with that being said, I think I have pretty good work-life balance I try to get out at six if I can um <laughs> but like being honest like last week I probably worked till like eight every day oh eight. wow <laughs> sometimes later but like it happens like it's not an everyday thing but like when you need to work late you need to work late like you need to get something done um I'm happy that you know I have managers that I could work with on that that I try not to stay on too late and I think it's 
compared to other places that I've worked. I think they have pretty good work-life balance, but that's something just a con in the of the industry in general. And that's so cool that you have such a great relationship with, you know, people who are higher up in the company, because I feel like that's something that, you know, you see in the movies, you know, people are like, oh my God, like that's the CEO, like I couldn't approach them or anything. So I think that's really cool to hear. Yeah, no, it's it's definitely an awesome place. And, you know, who's ever watching, you know, if anyone ever wants to have coffee with me <laughs> in the IPG office and come visit, um, we have a beautiful, um, bright, yellow, vibrant office space overlooking, you know, um, I'm kind of on like 53rd and like 9th, so not too far from like um, Grand Central area. So if anyone's ever in the area and want to grab coffee, let me know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you mentioned that the office is very individual and the company has a great company culture, but what do you do to differentiate yourself in the agency? Yeah, and this is a great question, um, especially working in a large agency. I think it's all about raising your hand. Um, I think you're given a lot of opportunities to um, work on different things at Golin and a lot of different things to kind of express your interest. I know one thing that the Golin media team just did, which I think is a great idea, especially as we're hiring a lot. So if anyone ever looks at the Golin website and is interested in any positions, <laughs> let me know. But um, one thing that they're implementing us, I think, a wonderful idea, I don't know why we didn't think of it before, was taking five minutes, you know, every meeting, someone else speaks, they talk about their interests, they talk about their strengths, they talk about the accounts they're on, just so when, you know, we approach a new project or someone's pitching something and let's say, you know, I'm looking for sports contacts and, you know, Paisley worked with Mountain Dew on this great sport initiative, like she might have some good contacts or have some great advice for me that I could help leverage. So kind of building this strong foundation of like media people and kind of trying to perform the best and do the best for our clients by not only learning, but also being so collaborative in a way that we never were before. So I think, you know, raising your hand, getting involved in new projects, helping do um, preliminary research, um, staying on top of 2021 updates, that's huge. Things change so fast with COVID especially on the event front and like um, outlets doing like layoffs, like journalists. So staying on top of that front and like showing people in your network that, okay, I found this great article that said, you know, maybe BuzzFeed is being acquired by HuffPost that I think happened or something like that. Like showing that you're on top of your game and you're paying attention to things that are going on, that will make or break your career, I think. Yeah, and I think that's so important, not only, you know, as you get a job in the industry, but also like through college, because you never know what's going on. Um, I know with North Road, and for listeners, if you don't know what that is, go back to the first episode, but <laughs> um, we recently sent out a press release with everything we did this semester. And, you know, we got sent it to some teachers who are in like the science department, the English department, who necessarily don't care about, you know, what we did because they're not in comm. But one of the professors actually wrote back and said, I'd like to be involved with one of your clients because he's involved, involved with environmental science and two of our clients are involved in, you know, gardening and, you know, environmental services. So I think you never know when you're going to get a lead from somewhere. So I think that's such a great tip that you just gave Jackie. A hundred percent. And I think it's funny too, because like I get a lot of, I think, um, 
emails from like undergrads, like asking to interview me for, um, you know, like Maris career projects or things like that for their undergrad. And I always take them and, you know, not that I'm just trying to pay it forward, but you know, you never know where anyone's going to end up. You know, I, I like to think of myself, like I just graduated. I was in someone else's shoes as well. Um, you never know, you know, the time of day that I'm going to need to make a call and get advice from someone else. And, you know, I'm really interested in furthering my career. So I like to, you know, pay it forward and learn along the way. Yeah. And even through this podcast, like everyone I've been asking to be on, they also say like, oh, well, I know this person and I know this person. I feel like as big as the PR world is, everyone knows mostly everyone somehow through their school, through friends. So I think that's always so important. And And that's another thing why LinkedIn is so great because, you know, there's people who you think you would never meet, but then you're able to connect with them on LinkedIn. Yeah. No, LinkedIn, LinkedIn's like one of my favorite social networks. My friends call me a nerd. Some call me a network queen. I don't know. My friends are always like, your LinkedIn Jackie's a little too crazy. But it's definitely something I take pride in. Um, I think, you know, it goes a long way. I think especially, you know, if you're using LinkedIn to apply for job applications and you have a strong profile, you have a good bio, you have a professional headshot. Um, it just makes you stand out. It shows that you care. Yes. Well, I want to shift into another subject, which is your master's. So what do you think was the most valuable takeaway you took away from your master's program? Yeah, it's, it's interesting. I think looking back at my undergrad, going into my master's with already a strong foundation and calm, I think the biggest takeaway I took from my master's was not only getting to the more technical side of, you know, integrated marketing for everything from like SEO, analytics, um, search engine marketing, things like that, that I never even thought of or knew anything about in my career um, is definitely was something that I really, really learned throughout my master's. But also I think getting to work with people that have years and years and years of experience in the industry, um, that was a little intimidating, but I learned so much from like being able to speak and be like, I worked directly with, you know, the director of marketing for Coca-Cola that have like, I think like eight plus years. And I'm like this little senior that just graduated out of college that like hasn't even had her first job yet. Like that was definitely really intimidating, but I think it pushed me um, to, you know, do more, learn more and prove myself. Cause I think, you know, writing a paper and being like, oh my God, I'm working on a group paper with someone that has, you know, 32 years of experience or something that has 15 years of this company. It's like, you know, you really want to prove yourself having just graduated, you know, putting your knowledge and doing that extra research into your paper to stand out, to learn more, to read these case studies and things like that. Wow, that's so cool that you get to work with, with so, such, you know, seasoned professionals on your work. Yeah, it was it was kind of scary. I'm not gonna lie. Like they're <laughs> awesome people. Like I'm so friends with some of them today. Like even LB, like I think I texted her the other day. She's friends with um the director of marketing for Coke that like I worked on group project with. But like <laughs> it was scary. Like, <laughs> I'm so happy that like, you know, I did it and it went all went well and I learned so much from her and they're all great people. But it was definitely something that I was intimidated by. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. <laughs> no matter how many years of experience you have, there's still some moments that are going to be scary. <laughs> and group projects will always be the same, no matter how old people are. Yes, equally as stressful. 
Um, well, so my final question for you, Jackie, and it's something that I've been asking all of my guests, and it's who is your favorite girl boss? Love this question. And I think it really like empowers women empowering women. That's what we're all about. Um, but my cousin is actually, fun fact, she's the CEO of a skincare company based in LA called Vitality Institute. If you don't try their products, they're great. It's like organic skin peel. But she's like um, above and beyond, like smartest person I went, know, went to NYU to be like a journalist. She's like a mom of two kids. She's a CEO. She calls herself a CEO. Oh my God, love it. CEO. Love that too. <laughs> And I just don't know how she does it. Like, I really don't. Like, if I, I want to like, be as successful as her and, like, have the life that she has in, like, 10 years. So I'm like, if I could do that, I'm doing something right. So I just admire her so much. I, I admire her hard work, and I think she's killing it. So shout out to them. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, and that skincare is a big market right now with everyone, you know, staying home and working from home. Nobody's, you know, do, doing makeup anymore. They're doing skincare. So that's a great, you know industry to be in right now I know I feel like it's kind of done um justice for my face not pounding makeup <laughs> on every day but it's right I'm trying to push myself you know other thing I think you know working from home and working in a COVID environment and virtually I think you know it's so easy to put on sweats every day and lay on the couch and like you know do work and I think you know really challenging yourself to you know put on nice clothes to, you know put on makeup to do your hair every once in a while I think it just makes you be so much more productive. Like my mom always told me, dress for the job you want, not the dress you, uh, job you have. And I think it really, I think it goes a long way. I think that statement's pretty accurate. Yeah, sometimes I wear shoes in a Zoom interview just to feel like I'm sitting at like a table at someplace having a meeting instead of a Zoom, just to make it seem normal. I know, I know. It's definitely <laughs> something that I'm pushing myself to do more of. Um, so it's definitely a huge goal of 2021. I think I do a decent job, but I want to do a better job because I kind of miss, you know, dressing up and going into the city and working and just having that lifestyle. But, you know, for now, we're all blessed. We're all healthy. We have jobs. We're doing great. And that's all you could ask. Yes. Well, hopefully, Jackie, one day we'll both be CEOs of <laughs> our own PR firm somewhere. But thank you so much for being on the show. I always value your tips and opinions. And oh, so thank sweet. you so much. Oh, of course. Anything for you. Anytime. <laughs> well, guys, that's the interview for today. Be sure to check out all my other episodes and stay tuned for next week. And that's our episode. Be sure to tune in next week for more tips and tricks of the trade. Peace out, calm girls.